Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Derek Savage, and this is Cool Cat Loves the Sardonic Cast. I was just, I was just, oh my god, sitting there for a while. That's like, a good one. Yeah, there's another one that I kind of wanted to do, but it required more practice. All right. Well, next time. That was I'm a scary Adam one from Your Movie Sex. I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker, youtube.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Yeah, and I'm Alex from IHE. And we got a guest. Who are we joined by? I'm Evan, from... Adam's brother. Oh. Hi, Evan. From, from uh, my mom. the Diving Bell Social Club, I guess. And yeah, and uh... <laughs> Why are you here other than nepotism? <laughs> I think that's it. Oh. I think that's it. I'm here uh, to talk about some movies. And uh, <laughs> yeah. How'd the screening go for American movies? Yeah. Oh, it was great. So I guess you guys probably heard on the last podcast, we invited a bunch of people out. Uh, I've got a bar in Montreal called the Diving Bell Social Club. And every Tuesday we do a screening, uh, usually some deep cuts. And we did American Movie uh, last week, which is one of my faves. And two people came out from the podcast. So that was pretty cool. So hello to Ian and to uh, Nicola. Two people that you know. I think they had a good time. Two people that no, were two people that that had that enough social know. skills to make themselves known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There may yeah. have been some people on the wings. There were yeah. probably dozens more that did not have any oh, social totally. skills whatsoever. Yeah, it's very uh, scary going out. Yeah. It is. It is. I was impressed that anybody, you know, took this podcast advice and came out to a strange bar of some dark <laughs> stairs to somewhere they'd never been before so no i think yeah, uh, I they liked it they hadn't seen the movie before it was cool do you guys have any questions you've been dying to know some answers you've been dying to know and questions you've been dying to ask about i'm here i'm an this, open book this man who got born <laughs> from the same mom <laughs> that i did but earlier i've got one yeah as far as we know I want to know if Evan has any embarrassing stories that stand out in his mind about oh, Adam. Great. You've, got, you've got to. Oh, great. You've got to. Like, okay. You can't have your brother on like... and not do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man, I think we should have had a, uh, you know, what can I say, what can't I say waiver. <laughs> I can edit out anything. It doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, you'll just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. um, this whole segment won't be in the, in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How deep should I go? <laughs> However, uh, whatever you want, what is what is appropriate? <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me just pull up my list here. <clears throat> I keep it on me. And get my Google uh, spreadsheet. No, not much. I mean, there's a there's a, a one of the earlier videos that Adam has made. Uh, I won't say the title. I've been wanting to see it for ten years. It's a masterpiece, but uh, he says it's under lock and key. I think he might have thrown it out. So. Maybe with enough. Well, I already mentioned pressure. that peer pressure on the podcast. Wait, you did. Well, I'm. I mean, like we 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 talked about like old early cringy videos that we made and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we made right, some yeah. in uh, like junior high, high school, just a bunch of dumb skit videos and school projects. Some of them were so bad yeah. that I will never publish them. And really? bad, not even in a funny way, like in a sad way. Twentieth like, anniversary retrospective. No, never happening. Uh, Sorry. Well, okay. We no, I don't know. The uh, it, it's been interesting watching him uh, kind of grow from. We had like this projector in our basement, and uh, we used to use it as like a 
makeshift green screen. We would just like project an image on the back and even though there was shadows and stuff, you're like, we're in a forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that that was kind of cool. <laughs> embarrassing stories, though. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm the more embarrassing person. Right. He kind of keeps it close to his chest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We used to, uh, I don't know, stalk people together. That was kind of weird. What? We would, <laughs> what? Uh, what are yeah, you talking yeah. about? What you did you make that? me do? But he doesn't like to admit it. What we are you would, talking we would about? wander around at night and, uh, you know, follow people it was weird. He convinced me to do it so many times. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't think you're being serious. I feel very uncomfortable about it. No, I'm not yeah, being serious. This is ironic. Uh, There's no way this is true. No, just nothing embarrassing. Just like a lot of uh, brother shenanigans. Uh, I don't know. I convinced him uh, that the our treehouse back when we were kids was like turning into a Jack and the Beanstalk beanstalk. Uh, <laughs> I like pulled apart a bunch of like pea pods and vines. I was like, man... It's the beanstalk. It's growing. It's magic. <laughs> and, uh, only to lead him up to, uh, <laughs> to to give him the prize, which was a bag of pop rocks. I don't know if you guys have that. There's like uh, popping. That was a different yeah. day. Yeah. That was a, that was completely. Oh. This I, all, I know exactly what one. you're going to talk about. That was a completely different event. Oh, I f- I, I filled it with <laughs> sand. Yeah, you stole my pop rocks and you you replaced it with sand. And then you were like, yeah. hey, let's have a chugging contest for pop rocks and mine was sand and my friend was there and you and him were both <laughs> laughing at me and I went inside yeah <laughs> so no nothing embarrassing <laughs> nothing embarrassing we used to play a game called lost puppy which now I look back on it, it was kind of weird we just like uh like roam around the basement and be like you're the lost puppy and I'm the owner oh and uh but you can only bark like a dog because you're the puppy and uh <laughs> so who knows and the rest is history. Maybe there's some weird Freudian uh, mm-hmm. shit. That's it. <laughs> I remember when you cut open a carrot and put hot peppers in it and then told oh, me to eat it. Seeds, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. There were but like, you know I've changed. Yeah, no, you're you're <laughs> you're a good person now. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, <laughs> when, when we when we were younger now. it was kind of like Reese from Malcolm in the Middle. Is the closest thing <laughs> no. I could, could uh, relate yeah. to. I like the the you know, frosted tips. It was uh, like diabolical ski jump haircut. I was just uh, lashing out. What's the age difference between you guys? Almost two years. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. And uh, still perpetually jealous that I showed Adam how to edit on Pinnacle Pro one day. Oh, already. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I remember. I think the like the advent of uh, of YouTube, like Lonely Girl and Renetto, I think like what, 2000, 2006. Mm-hmm. Being like, Adam, man, you gotta, gotta get out of the house, man. You can't just be on YouTube all day. You gotta make something of yourself, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, cut to me like, hey, can I, can I borrow some money? <laughs> I'm in the real world. So no, very, very proud. Very proud. Thank you. Where do you guys align in like your movie tastes then? Would you say you've got similar tastes? Or yeah, I would they, say similar. Would you clash on some things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I went through less of a, like, I remember Adam was really big into, uh, like, slasher shit. Um, yeah. Probably in, like, I don't know, 2005, 2006. Like, all of the Freddies, all of the Jasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, I, I remember my mother being quite concerned you know, after like, <laughs> really? the sixth hour downstairs of like I'm watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, yeah. 
<laughs> but no, other than that, no, we've all got, I mean, we've got very similar tastes. I'm, I'm less of a slow cinema guy. I don't know. Need maybe it my fast. attention span's a little shorter. I need it fast, man. And furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the Holy Mountain's also one of my faves. You know, the similar directors are kind of up there on my list. I don't have, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I try to set it aside enough time to watch good stuff. I don't really have time for uh, the flops that I know are, are fun to review. That's the thing. I, the beauty of those reviews is you don't even have to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. depending like, on the I, movie. I don't need to see s- Snow Day or what? Snow Ice? Ice? Uh, frozen? Ice Day? Frozen Spider? Oh, yeah, Frozen. I don't <laughs> need to see that movie anymore. Ice Spiders? I've seen it. Ice Day? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure which movie. It was just called of... Frozen. Yeah. But yeah, no, sim- similar tastes. I've been to, uh, I went to TIFF uh, with Adam. We went to uh, Fantasia Film Fest here in Montreal together, uh, under the Silver Lake. Yeah, so oh, all, all okay. that stuff is, Very nice. is yeah, that's mm-hmm. my kind of stuff. I just wanted to know about your favorite films and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, I'm, yeah. I yeah, wanted to know I mean, if your tastes are similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think they are. I mean, like I've said, I, I've, I've watched a lot less movies. Mm-hmm. I like a good Malick, uh, Gaspar Noé you know, especially recently with Climax, I watch a lot of documentaries. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like if I'm going to set aside like a couple hours to watch something, maybe a little shameful, but if I don't already think it's going to be good, then I probably won't watch it. Just Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that aren't worth time. my time also, like the new Lion King. Oh, what? I thought you loved the Lion King, man. This isn't the Lion King, though. It's just more real. Yeah. How about so your, your taste in crap? Like... Uh... Cool Cat and oh, Neil Brain. Yes. Do you like all that stuff? <laughs> yes, I love it. And in fact, okay. um, one of the movies that Adam and I watched probably 20 times when we were kids. Actually, there's two that stick out that I feel like are, are good flops. I don't know if they're a good fit for this sure. podcast, but I'd love to see some more kind of exploration on it uh, from your perspective. But obviously, Rat Race, uh, yeah. I think is fucking hilarious. Not even in like a, 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 like a cringy way. Like, yes, there's a lot of that. And maybe it's like my nostalgia boner kind of just like, you know, I twitching a little think bit. But it holds up aside awesome. from the opening credits, which are the most obnoxious, irritating opening credits I've Get ever seen. Undirat, undirat, undires. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah, so, so annoying. Good. But the rest of the movie is pretty funny. Star-studded, Oscar winners. But the other one is um, a, uh, I think it was a John Landis joint, right? The, the Stupids? Stupids? Yeah. The Stupids. Yeah. With Tom Arnold. And the kid from the kid that was Alfalfa, and uh, <laughs> I think Max Landis is in it for a second too. Yeah, he gets white paint mm. on him. Oh please, <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you have the chance, if second. you're looking for some flops, for some for some cringe vehicles, the stupids is is really good. Yeah. Another one that uh, that we used to watch that does not hold up. It's uh, the Gumby movie. Oh Jesus! It's terrifying. It's terrifying. All it I remember about it is like long. marble tears. I think I need to yes, revisit it. Uh, the dog, they're like uh-huh. in a rock band, and every time they play music, their dog cries, pearls <laughs> as tears. And then there's like these weird robots that are like, "Wow, this dog's crying pearls. We could be rich here." And uh, <laughs> they kidnap the dog yeah. and turn it into a robot, and it's crazy. The Gumby characters are weird enough, and oh, their voices are like this, Gumby. And uh, Stop but motion. they make like uh, claymation like people is so unsettling. It's weird. It's such low frame rate, and uh, it's just it's uh, it's scary. It's it's not yeah. claymation is good at being sounds strange. Yeah. Stop motion's always 
creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like even even Fantastic Mr. Fox, like I could imagine being like too young and that movie freaking me out. Especially when they do that scene <laughs> like, where the character's eyes get get all beady. Yeah. That little callback thing. Yeah. Yeah. That. that looks a little unsettling. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about a film that we saw. You you didn't see it, but I'm sure you won't mind it being spoiled for you if we do spoiler talk. Let's do what do you want to nope. do, do you wanna spoil Spider Man? We're gonna talk about Spider Man. I guess we kinda have to. I don't yeah, know. Things you can't really talk about. Yeah, spoiling it. That's most of the plot is the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. So, spoiler warning: Spider-Man: Far From Home. This time, it's not in America. Did you guys see the last one? Of course, I did. Homecoming, right? Yes, Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. this time, it's Spider-Man, not in America. All these marvelous. Beautiful locations that we don't see because the director doesn't know how to pull back the fucking camera. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well <laughs> film like the entire shot. thing on a soundstage <laughs> in LA and it would look no fucking different. Why was this a part of your marketing campaign? Well, that I disagree. I think it would have totally looked like a set, like that scene from Aquaman where they're supposed to be in Italy. I, that was it, crap. it yeah. seemed. This. Yeah. It felt like Italy. It was just the camera did not show anything. <laughs> it was just on. We didn't I'm like, see why anything. aren't you highlighting this yeah. location? Like, These, like, amazing locations. The location itself like, oh, barely, would yeah. do the work for you, and you'd have a beautiful <laughs> shot. But he doesn't. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not allowed to have personality when it comes to your framing or cinematography. No. Disney wants their standard coverage of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two mediums, look the same. maybe a close-up, a wide, and that's it. Get the fuck out that's of there. That's my biggest problem with it. They don't want you to... Yeah, I feel like too. this one and the first Spider... Well, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Both of them. Just like really, really bland, boring, cookie-cutter cinematography and shot composition. And even kind of bad in a yeah. way, too. It's it's not even just standard. It's like everything is way too close. And immediately after I watched that movie, I started watching like The Banishment by <laughs> Andrei Yagantsev or whatever. And I was just That's like, holy fuck, <laughs> I can yeah. breathe, you know, like every single yeah. shot in that movie. I'm like, this is this is further back. This is a wider shot than like anything in the Spider-Man movie I just watched. Like this is exactly what I wanted out of it. Like, it didn't need to be that extreme. Like, Spider-Man doesn't need to be an art film or anything, obviously. But, like, why why even go to the scenery if you're not going to show it? I want to see the location. I want to see where you are. These Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are, like, the inverse of the Sam Raimi movies, in a way. Yeah. yeah. I, I connect a lot more with the story and the characters, but it's the presentation that really holds it back. Exactly. There, was, there were some scenes in Far From Home that did push it a little bit with the villain, of course, being slightly more interesting. But it's it's such a half and half. Like every time it gets to a point where it's just characters talking, that to me is when it said it's worse because it's always just like really simplistic shot reverse shot kind of yeah. basic stuff like that, which yeah. you can just see it's, it's part of that comedic style they're going for yeah a lot of american comedies do where it's just let's just sit the camera down and see what kind of happened exactly yeah it's like yeah. it's a superhero that can get tiresome. i don't know it's not epic it's not epic anymore yeah. especially when the comparing only time to the, the cinematography is creative it's it's like a cgi shot exactly or a visual effect and it's, it's like, all the computer people doing that exactly any like shot outsourced. that's filmed in real life is like yeah again like the standard disney blocking but that i don't want to be so negative on the movie right off the bat because i think yeah, we I all like it. it yeah i enjoyed it a lot 
Man. Uh, but when did you see it? It has tissues, mainly technically. How many days um, has it been? When did I see it? Uh, July 4th, I saw it, I think. Yeah, yeah July 4th. I saw it yeah. six days ago. I saw it on Tuesday. America's birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I enjoyed it. I had a fun time. It was kind of funny. There were some parts I liked. And after coming out of the movie, I was like, that was that was decent. But I really hated how bland the cinematography was in a couple scenes. And then just like over the course of the next four days or whatever, just slowly leaving my memory. And I'm like, what did I really even like about this movie? Like, it's just it's just the <laughs> jokes. It's like the jo- really? some of the jokes were funny. And and like some of the character resolutions and some of the places that the plot went were satisfying for the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. But that's like, that Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the filmmaking. And that's not going to resonate with me. That's not going to stick with me. You know, I'm going to forget about it in the same way that I forgot about the first Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't pinpoint a single shot from that movie and visualize it. It's not there. I can remember what the characters did and what happened to a vague extent, but I don't remember anything about the movie. Like the, you might as well have just told me in a in a different format. Could have read a comic book. Mm-hmm. It would have been more visually well, interesting as a comic book too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I think no. I think for Adam, you're just as a as a rule, you're less invested in this universe. And I think part of what makes this film so interesting to people is how it is directly like dealing with the events of the previous film and kind of building on that, that aspect, like the world sure. building aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you didn't connect at all with the, the plight of Spider-Man, his, his journey in the film at all. I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I didn't connect with the journey or the story or the characters in any way, because I did to some extent for sure. But that's not, that's not what I value <laughs> out of like the craft of filmmaking. You know, it's like it could easily just be a, a different. Yeah, I think that's hard. I think all that, Yeah, I don't I think, think it was like hard cleverly written in any way. I do. Really? Yeah. I How think did they deal moments... with the um, the fact that it's post End Game? That's what I'd be interested to. Yeah, know. I mean the yeah, beginning of, that of the movie. In the first ten minutes. They have this like kind of parody iMovie or whatever uh, slideshow like mm-hmm. in remembrance of yeah, all the, the people news. and blah blah yeah, blah the yeah the school news really shitty like getty images and stuff and it's kind of funny i yeah. love that yeah. part it like is. that's something yeah, that, that, was, that had that a cute. style to it and they're talking about like oh yeah the blip happened and they actually address the whole five-year gap they're like oh man they're making us redo this year in school even though i'm like yeah i was already halfway through the the year and they're making us start mm-hmm. over again fuck yeah, like, some kids are five years older. There's one kid in their group who's like five years older and is like a handsome, like jock kind of guy now. Yeah, which was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked that part of the opening. I think I feel like the the first scene. So like b- before that, there was a very short scene with Jake Gyllenhaal. You don't want any part of this, and it was so fucking janky. It seemed like it was plucked from the trailer and just thrown in the movie, and then just immediate hard cut. Like what? Like, it was so weird and out of place. Did you feel that way? I totally Which felt part? that way. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even very remember it. Scene. The very, very beginning. <laughs> no, it's, wait, it's, describe it. It's, the, it's the like they plucked beginning. a scene out of the trailer. It was like the, you know, the <laughs> big thing is f- uh, destroying some shit. And then Jake Gyllenhaal, literally quote from the trailer, you don't want any part of this. And then hard cut to black. And then we see the, the student news thing happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's before that. It's like right before that. Oh, that opening little teaser. 
Yeah, that yeah. wasn't great. Teaser. Yeah, it felt like a teaser trailer. But, it wasn't but like a all scene. Of, all of Gyllenhaal's <laughs> <was> acting, <laughs> all of Gyllenhaal's acting and the corny like villain stuff, I thought was actually kind of brilliant. I like Jake <laughs> because yeah, they were totally making that. fun of it. Yeah, I I like Jake, always great. and I've always liked I've liked Mysterio since I was like a a little kid. Mm-hmm. I've known like Sp- Spider Man comics and all their villains, and Mysterio is one of my favorite kind of ones because he's not actually like. A villain, he's, he doesn't have anything. It's all a yeah. trick. It's is, all like a fucking mm-hmm. illusion. What is his he's super just a trickster? And I think he that's lies. He doesn't have one. He lies. <laughs> he's a, it's a big show. And I think that's awesome. He's like Marvel's version of Scarecrow, basically from Batman. Kind of, except way goofier. It's he's very oh, way corny, more and he's a very yeah. corny character. Like there's a poor, like, there's a whole section where he just literally explains his entire plan to the people he planned it with. It's like exposition yeah. down your throat, and it's hilarious. I think it was totally self-aware. The issue is the filmmaking doesn't convey the tone very well. So you're not you don't pick up on the camp unless you're like you're really paying attention to it. But like the Sam Raimi movies were way better at communicating yeah. that tone yeah. than this film is. And that's where the biggest issue is with this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. But I think the script and the material is still there. I think it's pretty funny. And I think Tom Holland is great. I think the whole cast is great, basically. Yeah, the side characters are really fun. The whole cast is pretty enjoyable. Yeah. The, um, the Mary Jane equivalent is actually like a character. She's not like a fucking, yeah. Yeah. you know, like the old Mary the Jane. in distress, yes. <laughs> yeah. She's like a human being. You're like, oh, okay. She, I, I, she grew I on me a little. I found her a bit annoying. She and did. then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, she's like, she's just really awkward. I like that. Yeah, she's that supposed that to be she a has annoying. like a character, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not that I think the movie is bad. I don't think it's a bad film at all. I think it's okay. I think it's all right. But it's just like it's it's so disposable. It's so disposable just like so many Marvel movies are just exactly like the last Spider-Man movie that I well the Spider-Man Homecoming. I hate how many of them there are and I hate how I have to specify <laughs> to this to this degree which <laughs> Spider-Man film I'm talking about. I remember enjoying that one when I saw it too, but now I just like, I, nothing about it resonated with me. Like nothing stuck with me at all. I remember Birdman was in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really literally Birdman. Well, I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I can't nothing. There's, there's Wait, nothing about name? it. The Falcon. Michael yeah. Keaton, right? There's, yeah. there's nothing about oh, it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Birdman as big robot Birdman. There's nothing about it that, connects with me you know yeah right well spider-man as a character has always connected with me so i've always enjoyed these movies even when they're awful i, I yeah. find some enjoyment no, I, in them. I connect with the character so, too but yeah. like just the the filmmaking is just so the filmmaking itself is very bland yeah it's literally just like watch it and then be done with it like there's nothing i'm not going to get anything out of a second watch i'm not going to get anything more out of it being like oh yeah look at all these details here and i appreciate how they <laughs> framed this and the symbolism and blah 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 like it's it's just there's nothing about it that's beckoning me to return to it and that's just if you think about it it's just economics it makes so much sense for for disney and the directors like no i mean you are the minority in that you know you want to see rem- memorable things in your movies and and good shots but no one is not going to see that movie and spend the what 20 bucks for IMAX 3D or whatever it is to, you know, it makes sense for them to spend a little less time and energy on it. They know they're going to make their money, which is kind of sad. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parts of it feel very factory made. I don't think that means Literally, it's disposable yeah, I mean, or garbage. Yeah, I didn't say garbage. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. Like, when I say like, disposable, I don't mean it's garbage. Like, oh, I mean you just, just like you're away. done with it. Yeah. Like I think it could have been better in that way in the filmmaking perspective, but that that has plenty of merit. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Alex, what um, were you um, gonna say? No, I'm just, I, I I I can see what you're saying. Um, obviously, because it's a, been a long-running Marvel issue. Yeah, but. I think there is slightly more to it. There are I, there's plenty of scenes I remember from Homecoming and and from Far f- and in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I think they're not mm-hmm. completely, you know, hopeless in terms of that kind of thing. I think they do capture the spirit of the character and they realize that the best way to bring him to the screen and have him the, well Spider-Man's at his best when he's doing the balancing act of sort of being a student but also having the responsibility of being spider-man and i think Mm -hmm. these films have really done a good job of portraying that that aspect of it um i think a lot of people enjoy that kind of thing when when you compare it to other films in this genre even recently like aquaman and dark phoenix and they're Mm -hmm. all like loud cgi cringe fests they're all they all got to save the world and everything's blowing up and there's a large cgi battle and the spider-man movies are very scaled back and they focus more on characters and comedy and I think that makes them stand out, and that makes them yeah. much better than most of this shit. <laughs> so I commend them for that too. And the su- the subtle commentary in the film was fun as well. Yeah, you I enjoyed that aspect of it too. Yeah, and there are things I, whole... I would say, but it's like spoilers, I guess. But we well, already said spoilers. spoilers. It's fake news, yeah. basically. He's <laughs> yeah. about manipulating the truth to the point where no one can believe it anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of something going on in society yeah. right now. Yeah, uh, with the yeah, news that, and with like the president, it. And yeah, it was very yeah. um, fitting and subtle in a way. Not yeah. not too subtle. It was very. It's still Spider-Man, so it's a little corny, but it wasn't like beat you over the head with it. It mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. It wasn't exactly yeah. subtle, but it didn't like it didn't really hammer you. It over didn't the get head annoying. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. It a lot of these films that gets annoying. It wasn't. It wasn't obnoxious. And yeah, big right. big spoiler warning. Um, I love that. I love that uh, they got uh, J.K. Simmons back for Jameson. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was the best that was post credit. Like that was that was an awesome mid credits. I loved the post credits. Like those two things, I uh, were probably one, my probably. favorite parts yeah. of the movie. Were like the uh, the mid credits and the post credits. I was like, I love where they place Spider Man, where he ended up, and you know. I'm I'm not completely uninvested in the story or the characters, so Spider-Man being like, "Oh shit, now people know who I am." What the, you know, c- cut. Yeah. I love that that happened, but it's just it's it's still nothing about the filmmaking. <laughs> and every time I think <laughs> yeah, about yeah. like I I can't say that for every part of the story. I I can say that about bits and pieces of the story. They've successfully managed to get me interested in seeing the next film, obviously. But there's nothing about it that like watching it a second time that I'll get more out of you know there's the I, I can't say that any bit of it was like well filmed other than some cool animation mm-hmm. in those uh, manipulation sequences you know the drone yeah, sequences and stuff exactly yeah. but that's like outsourced it's like handing mm-hmm. it to, exactly. to somebody else it's like yeah it's still a part of the I, film I, but like it's just it doesn't it just seems too standardized at this plot. point too there's some issues with the plot i mm-hmm. think also 
there's like that whole section where the the Russian it's not Russian it's like a shield lady. Sorry, I was watching Stranger Things. I have Russians in my head. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but there's like she tells Peter to take his clothes off, and then a guy mm-hmm. walks in and takes a picture of him, and then leaves. It was like the most oh, contrived yeah. thing. That's I was like, what the, the yeah, fuck the was that? Yeah, in the film for sure. That that whole part was like totally. Like, you didn't even there need was, it in there. there was it was only there so they can introduce like the that, drones. Though. Like the, 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 I don't think there was a bunch of yeah, stupid well, shit, but yeah, there's there's definitely parts in the film that are like that that drag it down. The the resolution to the bus scene. Hey, look, a goat jump up out of the foot. <laughs> Come on, you could have ended that so much differently, and there yeah, was no was real whole, reason why he couldn't just say like drones th- deactivate or something. Like, come on, it it just felt so convenient. You know, like ah, oh, fuck off. It just it, a lot of it felt super forced, super forced. Mm-hmm. But don't think that it was seems a bad just movie. Like a classic comic book scene for me. <laughs> just stuff like that it's just too cheesy <laughs> and not in a way where i felt like it was super self-aware about it yes it doesn't take itself very seriously yes it is one of the more like comedically toned marvel movies for sure and i would say the comedy worked better in this than like the first movie i think you know oh, yeah. the comedy I think but... the first movie was funnier than this i think this movie kind of has too many characters mm-hmm. that drag it down the the teachers were a big part of it too and not that I don't like them, but they were constantly cutting to them. So I, I prefer the song. first one. And Hannibal Burris was in the first one, too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> bonus points for that. Hannibal. Hannibal Burris. <laughs> it's just, I I want more. Like Ariel in <laughs> The Little Mermaid. I want more. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting it from these <laughs> Spider-Man movies. I wish they would get a better director to... It doesn't matter it. because, like, then it does. Like, I think oh, it yeah. does matter Let's a little because the Taika Waititi movies. Let's get Edgar Wright. <laughs> oh wait, they tried that, and then they wouldn't let him do what he wanted, and so he left. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but James Gunn <laughs> they won't and Taika Waititi clearly made more interesting yeah, films than I would. I would have to say that most of these Peyton like, Reed or whatever the Russos as the well. Filmmaking the filmmaking have also done something in interesting. With Guardians it. of the Galaxy yeah. is much more interesting than Spider-Man movies. And Thor 3, too. It's because they got good directors on. Yeah. If you got a really good director on it, it'll get through all that shit. Yeah. Get through all the studio-made nonsense, all the hurdles they make you jump through. Yeah. But that's, yeah. A, that's all this is really needing, is that. And a tighter script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's that. What would you give it? We probably of... all gave this the same rating, too. Did you give it, like, a 6 out of 10? I did, and then I recorded my quickie, and then now it's a five. Oh, because like it's just okay. it's slowly being Thanos snapped out of my brain, fifty percent <laughs> of the time, every day. Like there's just yeah. so many other more important, more interesting movies in my life that I don't have space for it <laughs> in my memory, and it's just going to completely disappear <laughs> like the first one did. Well, three out of five okay. for me. I thought it was pretty good. Could have been yeah. better though. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it a seven. Um, oh wow! It's on the border, though. I think it could change when I rewatch yeah. it later when it comes out on video. It was pretty much aiming to be like a three out of five, which is you know not the best quality. I wish it stood out mm. a little more. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it was trying to be entertaining, and it was. So there's quite really a few people it. that hated it. I get a lot of comments like, "I hope you hated the new I... Spider-Man movie," so that I can feel really <laughs> justified in my opinion. I don't yeah. think there's anything to hate, really. Yeah, it's like if you've seen the first it, though, one, so. it's not that different in terms of its issues. Like it's it's the same issues from the first one, more or less. 
Yeah, really. With some parts it's that are stupider, <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't looked into it much. But is what's the? Does anybody know like what the Marvel plan is now with this universe? Spider Man's Tony Stark now. Lineup. That's sure. The plan. Yeah, he's he's. <laughs> They're like this is the question. This is the most likable one. We're gonna make him the Tony Stark. And that's exactly what they were right. pointing at throughout that entire movie. It was like, no, he Tony wants you to be the one that carries on his shit. And he's like, right. you know what? Even though I really <laughs> wanted really to be long. a part of the cool kids club, <laughs> the entire rest of the series, and I was just begging to be included. You know what? At this point, I've changed my mind. Here you go, Jake Gyllenhaal. You could do it. Oops, it was a trick. Right. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> like, what's next? So what's the next goofy. superhero movie? I don't know. They the probably got a bunch of them. That's it for this year, I think. For this I'm, year, I'm looking up the oh, list wow. now. Yeah, it's a break I, for I think so. Isn't it the Black Widow movie next or something? Oh yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because she she uh oh well, I don't know if that's a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a prequel at this point. But at this point, I mean, we spoiled Spider Man, and if you've seen Spider Man, you must have seen Endgame because they yeah, mentioned it. If we're in, in the Spider Man spoilers, then I guess technically it's the same universe. So just make sure yeah. that. You put the timestamp after this part. I'll put the, the timestamp after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she died. That that was funny too. My dad <laughs> didn't see Endgame, and oh. like right off the bat, bam, bam, bam. Captain America dead. Black Widow dead. Oh, no. <laughs> was it the Vision dead? <laughs> like showed three yeah, of their pictures right yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> He's so like, funny. oh, I guess that's it. I guess it's over. <laughs> Does he care? No, he doesn't care. Yeah, like, then why would he be watching the new Spider Man? <laughs> Yeah, he's because okay. no, it's Fourth of July weekend. He's like, ah, let's see Spider Man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He didn't even see the last Spider Man. <laughs> okay. The last one he saw was like the Andrew Garfield one. Nice, the oh, good dude. one, number two. <laughs> he got shorter. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm counting my blessings with these Spider Mans because at least it's not that. At least yeah. it's not the fucking awful, <laughs> just like emo, dark. Elect- Remember Electro and fucking the Rhino and all those Green villains? Goblin, yeah. Green Oof. Goblin played by Dane DeHaan. It was just a nightmare. Man. And, like, now we actually have fleshed out villains that are fun. <laughs> the best part of those Spider-Man movies was in uh, Under the Silver Lake when they referenced oh, yeah. that was great. Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what the amazing Spider-Man 2 did that we're going to get to see again because of the new Lion King? A fantastic collabo between Hans Zimmer and Pharrell Williams. They're back together yes. for the new Lion yeah. King. Best. Really? Yeah, they are. Pharrell Williams is I doing part of the wait. soundtrack, and so is obviously Hans Zimmer because he did the original soundtrack. King. I just can't wait. But now Pharrell Williams is helping somewhere. out. I don't know. I think that he's just going to make little modernized touch-ups to songs that don't need any changing and make yeah. them worse. I think that's what's going to happen. You can already hear it a tiny bit in the trailers. But. Okay, so I found some future Marvel films that are going to come out. They're mm-hmm. making it, uh, the Eternals movie. I don't know what, what that is. is. Okay. What the... Nobody what knows. Eternals. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, Shang-Chi? What the... F- it's like... That's, so that's like an Asian-led one. Okay. So that's going to be like uh, the one that panders to China. Okay. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 3, which right, is going to okay. be good. I'll see that oh, one. Right. That'll probably be yeah, the one, one I see. Doctor Strange 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther 2. Mm. probably captain marvel 2 at some point they haven't announced that but of course they're gonna do it i guess uh do we want to go into the film discussion or do we want to talk about keanu reeves well what happened with keanu, keanu reeves? reeves yeah what's this keanu thing man i just just want i i just kind of wanted to talk about how everybody loves him <laughs> just like <laughs> it's it's not just, i don't yeah, i don't hate the guy i just think it's kind of 
funny that he is kind of the new Jennifer Lawrence where like everybody thought like, oh, she's just like a real person. And there's much more evidence to suggest that Keanu Reeves is a very nice, humble, yeah. loving, caring man. And he's now the yeah. internet's boyfriend. He, he's been super famous for way longer as well than like yeah, Jennifer exactly. Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. He knows how to handle it more. Yeah. Like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence became like a star like immediately when she was very young. And I can mm -hmm. see how that can like contaminate you and make you kind of a, a C word. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, a contaminant. But like Keanu Reeves is like you know, a mature, you know, he's been in tons of great films and he's mm -hmm. an accomplished actor. And it's like, what isn't there to love about the guy? He's been through a lot of shit, apparently, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, lost, uh, what is it? Yeah, I mean, he was friends with River Phoenix, who died. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. And then, yeah, he had, like, a stillborn daughter, I think. And then, like, his partner or wife was killed in a car accident. And mm -hmm. his sister had leukemia. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, jeez. Yeah. He had Terrible. a dog, and some Russians killed him. And then he became a Superman and shot yeah, a bunch basically. of people. He, he slapped a horse's that ass. Cyberpunk uh, 2077, or whatever it is. That's a, that's a weird... That seems weird. That For him to it? be in a game? Yeah. People do that all the time yeah, now. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Well, no, yeah, with Death cool. Stranding and stuff, yeah, they're, cool. you know, they're mo-capping the, the actual voice actor, which is cool, but, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, it seems, uh, it seems weird. Uh, I was really stoked, I'm still stoked for that game, but... Yeah, the, I'm uh, excited for that, too. It, it's weird that just some it's be guy It's become, in it. like, respected to mo-cap, and, yeah. like, these, these yeah. actors yeah. who give motion capture performances are respected as real performances. Like, yeah. at this point, That's you can true. capture so much detail. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So, hopefully we see more of that. It's only going to go up from here. Yeah. Did you see that uh, really shitty Eli Roth movie starring Keanu Reeves? That's basically like well, that's basically like women. a porn. Oh yeah. What is it mm -hmm. called? What? No, was it Knock Knock? Yeah, like I think oh, that yeah. was what it was called. Knock, knock. It wasn't like a porn. It was like a hilarious. fan fiction. It was like the first half of the movie is like. Oh, we're just two lonely girls, and we need a place to stay. You want to touch mm -hmm. us? Like it was so, so, what? so bad and annoying. And then his performance in that movie at the end, like <laughs> it's got the funniest ending. I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube. The ending of that movie, and just like ooh, yeah. oof, it's so painful to sit through. So I hope they capture every detail so of funny. his performance for Cyberpunk 2077. If he's in the right role, he doesn't do a bad job. But like, holy crap! Some some movies, he really embarrasses himself. Yeah, depends. The one where he's doing like a British accent, but the Which Dracula movie? one. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I wasn't Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Oh, bad. you gotta find that. I brought that the bastard there. He's, he's like talking like that. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> you can't do it, can you, Nate? I think he's with like Anthony Hopkins too, or something. There's like all these <laughs> other amazing British actors around him. Oh. <laughs> No, it's hmm. just funny. Like, I feel like people, Keanu Reeves used to be kind of like the butt of the joke of bad actors in Hollywood. Like, what was it? Yeah. Do about nothing too. I think he was in or, but, uh, the lake yeah, house. he used to be woe guy. <laughs> right. With Sandra Bullock. With Sandra. Mark, Mark. Look up on YouTube, search up the lake house, Keanu Reeves sneeze. Look up him sneezing in that movie. It's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's a nice person. I just think it's. It's I'm always fascinated whenever there's this like hype train, this like bandwagon, no matter what it is, where it's just like 
so unanimous that it starts mm-hmm. to feel like yeah. what do you think comes first in this case like what do you think comes first the the bandwagoning based on the fact that they're kind of coming back and doing more roles or do you think it's more of like a you know viral marketing kind of thing where it's like he's coming out and doing this stuff so let's hype him up let's create some I don't accounts think and that it's fabricated it's kind of both. because i've seen right. even before that like right now it's at its peak for sure right now it's like full force but yeah, over the past, because he's in John Wick and yeah, that, John Wick is probably is the most out. responsible. And Toy Story. So the well. media have and Toy Story. So yeah, the media have symbiotic. brought him to the forefront. But yeah, even he's before that Story? point, yeah, he's got a character in the new Toy Story. <laughs> even before that point, what? though, over the past like I don't know, at least three years, like there would be a post on Reddit every I don't know four months, being like, <gasps> Keanu Reeves takes the subway like normal people. Or like <laughs> he gives yeah. his seat up to somebody yeah. who's pregnant. Yeah, he he just stood mm. up and gave this his seat to some old pregnant lady or something. <laughs> like, yeah, there there would always be one of those like every man, once man. in a while. But now it's like I don't know. Just during E three, it felt like it was like every single day, and I found that kind of funny. Nothing He's just wrong part with of that it. group <laughs> with like Tom Hanks and Ryan Reynolds, where they just uh, the internet just loves them for whatever. The reason. internet loves Tom Hanks. They do. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's in the like nice guy group like Keanu is. I haven't yeah. seen as much of it. It's just the Reddit circle jerk as usual, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Maybe I should just stop going on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Basically, you just yeah, roll my eyes every idea. time. You just see it. It's always just the t- top-rated posts are just this. I've just discovered this thing, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Upvote <laughs> to agree. Actors. This is the great. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It can't just be this thing's good. That's yeah. be no. This is the greatest thing of this ilk ever made. Wow, decided already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like why don't you let it breathe in your head a little? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't even remember it in a week. It turns out. <laughs> All right. To conclude, uh, what would you give Keanu Reeves out of ten? Oh, definitely a five out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd give out him of a, 10, a, a ten. A ten. A whoa, out of ten. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> I'd give him an epic sneeze out of 10. Do you think that's air you're breathing? Out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Matrix was his best role, for sure. Yeah, probably. Matrix is a great movie. Although John Wick is coming up there. We'll see. We'll see how many John Wick movies there are. John um, Wick Revolutions. Wait, Revolutions? The John Wick sequels are certainly better than the Matrix sequels. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Got All nothing right. on Animatrix. So, we watched a film that we're going to discuss. It was recommended at the end of the previous episode. Spoiler warning for this film. American movie. It's a documentary. Yes. I think it's possibly the first documentary we've talked about on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it is. So, I'm very interested to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. It's like a whole different thing. (laughs) It's a whole different way of talking about a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it it really is. I guess to describe it, I I know it was my recommendation. It was more or less Evan's recommendation because he was the one that told me to watch it 10 years ago and I never did. And I was looking for an excuse (laughs) to just finally watch it. Do you want to describe the film? Yeah, sure. It is a tale of Mark Borchardt, who is an aspiring filmmaker, uh, trying to make his, uh, what he figured at the time was his magnum opus called Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, <laughs> you know, for many reasons, most of which financial, uh, decided, 
I've got to make Colvin, which was his, <laughs> Colvin. Uh, you know, his, Colvin. His, <laughs> yeah, his horror film, uh, you know, it's the, the Milwaukee. So, you know, the, uh, it's funny, you were mentioning this, I don't know if it was on the last one, the one before, but, uh, the kind of Northwest, uh, United States accent is yeah. very similar to kind of like Canadian, uh, rural Canadian yeah. accents. Uh, yeah. so they sound mm. Canadian to me, but no, they're, uh, they're from Milwaukee and uh, yeah, he borrows some money from his uncle and it basically follows the day-to-day life of the creation of this movie. And there's a couple lines where they talk about, you know, in order to make a movie, you've got to just like drag all of these people out here who don't want to do it. So it's a lot of him just like on the phone with his friends being like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. you want to you want to be the cameraman or you want to be the, yeah. you know, the, an extra yeah. in my movie, Colvin? Especially if you're not really paying people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's beautiful and it's sad. It's hilarious. It's like one of the most quotable movies of all time, in my opinion. And it all just like rolls off this guy's tongue. Like, what do you want to do with your life? Suck down peppermint schnapps? uh, Try to call Morocco at two in the morning? (laughs) Yeah. That's senseless. That's what happens, man. Yeah, it's great. This This is one of my favorite documentaries. So I'm glad it was recommended. It's definitely the one I've watched the most. I've All seen right. it at least like 10 times. Yeah, I fucking... For it, sure. Well, like you were saying, it's hilarious. It's it's funnier than like mockumentaries that are trying to be funny. It seems like, like it would more, be. A lot of some people of it's think so it's ridiculous. Fake. You could yeah, tell me it's a mockumentary so and I would believe it. You could tell me it's that like Borat, these are characters so. <laughs> and not real yeah. people. It reminds and I totally me a little of, of, of like Fubar. Yeah. yeah. Especially you were saying Mike. it's hilarious, but it's... It's also kind of inspiring to see like this guy's passion for his work. Mm-hmm. It, well, the issue is as well. like, yeah, well, the way he's making films is the issue because he has like his mom holding the camera. This yeah. is not how like a thirty-year-old man <laughs> should be making a film. He needs a crew and shit. And on top of it, you learn he has all this other stuff going on. Like, uh, like I think a halfway into the movie, they introduce he has kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, holy like, fuck, you have to support thing. kids. You're barely like, making any money. Yeah, what are you he doing? He works at like a. Yeah, he's like a custodian at a cemetery. <laughs> They're all like struggling with drugs. Right. Yeah, and one of the best lines is they ask the the kids, they're like, hey, do you like movies? Do you want to make movies like your dad? And they're like, no. And they're like, what's your favorite movie? And the, it's like six-year-old kid's like, apocalypse now. <laughs> yeah. The horror. <laughs> it's funny. The, I thought the director just kind of disappeared. I guess I didn't um, look it over, but he's actually been doing a lot. He did the director the, uh, of this documentary. Some, some Netflix stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the documentary. Yeah, not the character. but Chris um, Smith. Chris Smith, yeah, yeah he, he did the Fire Festival uh, one. Fire Fest, yeah, yeah, he did uh, the good. Madeline McCann doc on uh, on Netflix. Like, yeah, he's good. He, he yeah, he's, he's definitely doing. a good documentary filmmaker. Yeah, like, there's there's nothing like flashy about the style in this in any way, but everything is purposeful, mm-hmm. and the tone is very good, and the editing is very good, and like the comedic timing of everything's pretty great too. Yeah, that yeah. was especially good. I thought. If if I were watching this with no context of this documentary filmmaker making other projects that are well-made and successful, I would have just assumed that this was just one of the guy's friends. Like, he, he was like, hey, yeah, you want to totally. make a behind-the-scenes thing? Yeah. But no, this was an actual documentary project. This was like, oh, I want to tell a story about this kind of this passionate <laughs> filmmaking with nothing. <laughs> About you know this yeah. this character who has this dream, and I want to tell a story. And obviously, American movie. It's a part of the title, like American Dream, sort of sort of uh, concept for this. I think mm-hmm. it worked yep. out really well. I yeah. wonder how he found him. 
Yeah, no that's a good question, man. But yeah, there's a point where he's talking about like he's he's literally working at a funeral home, like putting up and down flags and vacuuming around graves and driving around this nice neighborhood. He's like, man, I'm never gonna live like one of these guys, man. I had a moment where I was just <laughs> I was told to clean up human shit. Somebody shit oh, yeah. all the walls. Somebody shit all over the all, <laughs> on the toilet, and I stood there for a minute. And it took me a whole minute. And for the before I started cleaning the shit, I thought to myself, man, I'm a guy who's about to clean up some other guy's shit in about a minute. It's like, man, he says, man uh, still going. He says man a lot in the oh, film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't <laughs> even like so it here. Yeah, it's more than 150, trivia said 150 times, times. Yeah, that's what yeah, it says is. on the IMDb <laughs> trivia. I didn't really clue into it until after I saw, like, just on the IMDb, I was looking up trivia, and it's like he said man 151 times or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't really notice it at first. And then I watched his uh, short film Coven with that context in mind. And it was like every second, it was like th- three per sentence. I was like, holy shit. Has yeah. he been doing this the yeah. whole time? Like, he's just doing this in characters that he's written for himself, too? Do you guys see in the credits, uh, Mike Shank, mm-hmm. he did all the music? Yeah, Mike Shank So all the, the guitar parts in the movie oh, yeah, is yeah. just like... Yeah, Mike I thought Shank, that was a really uh, good choice. Yeah, Mike Shank is like the best part of the movie. Oh, he's yeah, fucking 100%. Hilarious. He's my favorite. His, his story about his, like, LSD trip <laughs> or whatever, yeah. where he went to the hospital. The <laughs> it's way, one of the funniest things I've ever heard. The way he talks... <laughs> Sounds like scream? a person making his fun scream. of that way of talking. The way, like his, no, his so constant sincere. little, he's oh yeah, totally, nice guy. totally. It's all genuine. Yeah. But like he, he mm-hmm. has this, he has this like uh, disposition of just like this, this really like half closed eyes, kind of goofy smile, like he's a little baked or something mm-hmm. all the time. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's just very soft spoken. So uh, I mean, uh, was a. Uh, <laughs> Laughs a lot I as well. did a bunch of LSD. Yeah. Oh yeah, his laugh. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. someone very making genuine, fun sweet guy. of that kind of thing. And then he tells these crazy stories. Yeah, he's so he's funny. About like, breaking the windows in the I car. In the like, that was pretty cathartic, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Uh, do you know what cathartic yeah, is, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you want to make sure everybody has their gloves on? Hey, does everyone have their gloves on? Okay. <laughs> He's so funny. One of my other favorites was Uncle Bill. Uncle oh, yeah. Bill is great. He was my favorite character. Well, you know, it's all person. right. It's okay. <laughs> I got something to live for. Jesus told me so. <laughs> so. Uh, and then watching that in that the, the short film, film which yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah I, I was, was like, that was totally to unusable. They can't use any of that. And then sure enough, he did in the first 30 seconds of Colvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Something that was also interesting too was the, you know, obviously this guy's like against all odds trying to make this flick. And uh, then you get to like the editing portion of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about, you know, pre, you know, Windows Pre-digital. Movie Maker and yeah. Pinnacle. The guy's going mm-hmm. into, you know, he's shooting it all on film. Yeah. He goes into like a university. He's literally cutting it up. It's mm-hmm. like this, you know, That's what you gotta for, do. for what it's worth, the, the, he mm-hmm. knows how to splice film together and you know mix it with audio that's crazy to me like you know the there's no kind of second takes like you do your adr and like i hope it works yeah he was shooting on film too so there's Mm. a lot of that issues with that shit so much footage was wasted just setting up shots like we're burning through this film here mom am i in the frame yeah Yeah, 
Oh, there's there's the frame. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, there's that whole issue with the frames where it's 23 frames instead of 24. They fuck up mm. somehow, so they have to go back and splice in frames. Oh no. And that sounded like a nightmare too, and that's something like you don't have to worry about like yeah. today. Mm -hmm. But he was the way he explained it was funny too. Like, the frame's supposed to be like this big, and it's fucking this. No one pays to see this. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous way of yeah. explaining it. <laughs> I was impressed at when they showed at the end. There, you know, there was like a lineup down the street for his film. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of expecting it to be. You know, he gets the first screening, and there's like 20 people there. But it's kind of, you know, it's like a little bit of that heartwarming ending where like, you know, the community came out. They're like, mm -hmm. good job, Mark. Don't think you're going to be a famous director, but yeah, well, <laughs> we'll come see your movie. Don't think you're going to find 3,000 people to pay $15 for each copy. <laughs> yeah. Right. The line was like, his brother's like, oh, you know, I thought you thought he was going to be a serial killer or something. Like, he's probably better <laughs> yeah, off that working in up. a factory or, uh, dude. I think one of his brothers is wearing a Hooters shirt. During the interview, yeah, it's like there's so <laughs> yeah. much, there's so much character in the environment in the town, you know. Like there's just so much personality to the movie through all of these unique characters that you find in just like small town America, sort of thing. Yeah, and that's why it feels like it, it could come off as fake or like a mockumentary, you know. Like you talk, like his uh, his like bad influence friend that they like pick up from jail one day. Yeah, it's like yeah. it. it these guys have been doing the same shit for 20 years. There's not really any escape. They're mm -hmm. kind of trying to find this escape through their film. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're rooting for them, but you're also like, yeah, it's probably not going to work, guys. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. genuinely does feel like a sitcom. Like, yep. They all feel like character archetypes. Like the, with his, <laughs> We mentioned his uncle, and the reason he was my favorite is because he was like the only person who was completely brutally honest about how he yeah. just didn't think he was capable of what he was doing and, he, yeah. and, he, and we as the audience kind of know that he's right which just adds another layer of humor to it all mm -hmm. that'll be the day yeah <laughs> but uncle so bill funny. still needs to give him money because you know he needs someone to take care of him and give him baths and everything and, <laughs> and when he, it ends he cares with him giving him that money yeah yeah so yeah. there is like a connection between them Every time yeah, I watch the movie with people and it says that Uncle Bill passed away at the end, everyone goes, aw. It's funny, though, that you've got this old guy. I met a few of these old guys in the, like in the bar biz in Montreal. There's a lot of them. But they ask mm -hmm. him, like, how much money have you got, Bill? He's like, 180,000 bucks, I think. <laughs> Last yeah. time I checked. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the quintessential kind of like, not so much a Grinch character because he's not that much of an asshole, but like he's living in a trailer park. He's like this old miser, I guess, that's like holding on to his shekels. And he was got mm -hmm. one hundred eighty thousand bucks in the bank, and he just lives in like <laughs> the same T-shirt on a pile of old magazines in his yeah. mobile yeah. home. Yeah, just <laughs> so what are you gonna do with it? He's just sitting in his chair. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? Uh, just sitting, reading poems. Just sitting. Are you reflecting on your Thinking life. About your life, I suppose. Oh so. yeah. I'd like a peppermint schnapps with Sprite <laughs> and some ice. Mm. I think uh, one of my favorite parts easily was when they were uh, doing the uh, ADR for the screams. And then yeah. Mike, yeah. who has been just so, so completely... Funny passive and held back the entire movie Very quiet 
immediately yeah. lets out this like gigantic scream doesn't hold back whatsoever i'm like what a fucking champ what a great guy because <laughs> yeah. like you, you you're totally expecting a little like uh like he wouldn't even try yeah but he totally gives it his all and i just find that so amazing well alex you were talking about like their their archetypes right he's like the perfect sidekick best friend yeah he even exactly. goes to do like yeah, I, I like to drink vodka, and then uh, Mark came over one day, and he had a bottle of vodka, <laughs> and uh, we just drink vodka yeah. together, and uh, yeah, it's just a fun time. They're like caricatures. It's, it's bizarre. Yep. The movie mm-hmm. would not be the same without him. I'm not sure I would like no, the movie totally nearly totally. as much without Mike. Mike is my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, Mark wouldn't be the same without him. Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah. They need Mark a dynamic. Is they kind need... of unlikable. Yeah. yeah, and and Mike kind of makes him more likable. Exactly, brings out the more likable traits in yeah. him. Yeah, there are a few really, scenes where like you can tell he's had a few, uh, yeah, a few too many bush lights, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, just yeah, sit in your office there, mom. We will clean up." The... It's like, dude, you're living in her house. Like, come on. Yeah, one of the most uh, telling moments towards his character, I guess, in a negative aspect, would be. Uh, when they were watching the Super Bowl and he just gets drunk and I think he's like the only one drinking and he starts going off like completely what what seems like completely unjustified like there was nothing to trigger it other than his own insecurities but he starts going off on like oh 40 hour a week pieces of crap like I'll (laughs) never be you you all like just looking at a stadium of people and that's what comes out in his mind like he has this hatred for this type of person, this like average person, but it's really just coming from hatred towards himself because he's in that situation. That is him. Right. And he's, he's trying to convince himself every day that that's not him. And he's looking towards this futuristic ideal scenario where he's just super rich because of his movies. That's never going to happen. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he, he has to create this and, and continue this facade where he's like, no, yeah, I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm I'm making movies, and and I'm not like you people. I'm a big star, and I'm gonna you'll all see sort of thing. So he can convince himself that he's just not a regular person because he hates that yeah. for some reason. Well, it's an interesting it's like play, if he was just comfortable title, like with himself, movie, American you know, dream. if he just didn't hate himself, then maybe he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's, no, it is the guy like the brother with the hoodoo shirt just kind of sitting there, like you know, he seems like you know, collected, but at the same time, he's just kind of sitting in Milwaukee and like a mobile home. He's kind of come to terms that, you know, that's the guy he is. And then you've got Mark who's doing the exact same thing, but with these bigger dreams, he's want to hit, he wants to hit this American dream. But yeah, he's <laughs> vacuuming funeral homes. Yeah. He's got so many insecurities. Yeah. What d- degree like, do you accept what you're doing and accept your lot in life in a way, or just kind of keep shooting for the stars? It's it's weird. Well, it's one it's, thing to yeah, that's where the sadness comes in. It's one thing to like try and have a passion and get yourself out of a situation that you don't want to be in. If you have goals and aspirations, that's good. Mm-hmm. But to be completely unrealistic about it, to be to have such yeah. hatred <laughs> towards other people yeah. for just like what you don't know those people in that football stadium. What if they're comfortable working yeah. a forty hour week? What if yep. they have yeah. good like you yeah. don't know these people? What's wrong with you, yeah. right? And it just comes out when he gets super fucking shit-faced. And it, it's so bizarre that, like, you can tell how much he just hates himself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think we've met a lot of people like that, though. There's tons you know, of people they, like they that. It's a very real thing. They're, you know, for uh, lack of a better term, they're kind of just like, 
you know, they're jacking themselves off, you know, yeah, oh, I got this, uh, got this new contract, man. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be moving up in the world. I'm looking at Mercedes yeah. online. It's, it's like, like a performance. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It just comes off as sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what makes the film more human though. Exactly. They, they just happen to find this perfect group of people who are just sort of thick enough to be totally honest whenever they're asked any questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's so interesting about the <laughs> main great. guy is he's got a surprisingly decent vocabulary that mm-hmm. makes it so he's kind of able to sell these concepts to people just because he sounds like flowery with all the dialogue yeah. he's choosing to say. But when you actually break it down, what he's saying like isn't profound or anything. No, he's, he's just, a good bullshitter. He's, he's <laughs> exactly. a manipulator. Yeah. He's a con artist. <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't borrow money from, manipulating people. from his uncle. He manipulates for... it out of his hands. You know? exactly. He goes to the exactly. bank with him and he's so yeah. uncomfortable the as bank it's lady. happening. You know, like fucking Christ. <laughs> Literally and just swimming like, 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 Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. For it. He's like, no, pro- I'll, you'll get your money back. That'll be the first thing we do. If we sell 3,000 copies the picture of, the of lead this woman. half an hour bullshit film that nobody wants to see, if we sell 3,000 of those for $15 each, and literally asking legitimate questions like, oh, well, who's going to buy it? Like, where's the market? Who's going to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, How? oh, do you, you just got to trust me. Like, She's going to be in your movie, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. It's oh, so ridiculous. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, three three thousand's a lot of copies. Yeah, it's a lot. To to give a comparison, well, I would I would say Lover has a bit more of an audience than than Mark's film. Yeah, and that didn't even get close to three thousand copies sold. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what the fuck he's thinking where he's mm-hmm. gonna sell that many. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. and then at the though. in the end credits, he just doesn't know how it works. They mention how his uncle actually just gave him fifty thousand in his will or something mm-hmm. yeah. to finish Northwestern. Northwestern, and then you look yeah. on his IMDb and he never did. It's like, is he still making it? I don't know. Fuck. Probably gave up. He just gave you $50,000. What'd you do with it? (laughs) That's the thing, too. The film starts, he's making Northwestern, and he kind of abandoned Coven. Yeah. So you get like this whole kind of pre-production phase of Northwestern. I assume when they were making the documentary at first, that's what they wanted to document. And then Mark just kind of goes off the rails and he makes Colvin yeah. out of nowhere. Which is so funny. Right, yeah. He went on, apparently, so there's an article that came out in 2017 a trailer came out for a, a documentary that he was making titled The Dundee Project, mm. Uh, mm, which is like a right. UFO documentary about locals who had seen UFOs. I don't know if this movie ever came out, but it's actually, it's narrate the trailer at least is narrated by Justin Vernon from Bon Iver, uh, nice. which is pretty crazy. That's weird. So I don't know, like he I guess he's still around, but there's a, you know, a subreddit for like rare and vintage and esoteric VHSs and that's still one of the top ones where it's just like I need a VHS copy of Coven. Coven. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I guess he's acted in a couple movies like I see here on like on his wiki. There's like stuff all the way into like the, Well, yeah, because uh, of the, the success of this here. documentary, people are like, oh, totally. oh you know, like yeah. His acting is probably the best trait he has in terms of like art, artistic uh, talent. His acting mm-hmm. was probably mm-hmm. like he, he's a better actor than he is director. So why not just throw him in a yeah. movie? He was in the Cabin Fever sequel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he played like wait, a, he, oh, played really? a he was. That, yeah, I looked up yeah. his IMDb. He played it. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, Cabin Fever two. Yeah. Spring Fever. Yeah. Well, Apparently, like a, a fairly major character. Clearly, that's yeah. And he I'm sure he's made like a lot of cameo appearances. Show. Yeah, 
he was like a, on an interview show, one of those with him and Mike Shank. I forgot which one, but that, they were pretty entertaining on that, especially mm-hmm. together. Want to talk, wanna about, talk Coven? about Coven? Though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's talk about Coven. It's Coven. Coven. It's pronounced Coven. Oh, that guy. <laughs> this was an umlaut. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Like that. That was another of my favorite side characters. This like uber thespian like. Oh, yeah, that guy. Mr. Theater. Mr. Theater. I'll remove the scarf. Maybe. Yeah, the actor. Very real character. Yeah, the best best part of Coven is right at the beginning with the old man. And then also Mike (laughs) in the movie. Every every scene Mm -hmm. with him was That was kind of distracting. Like, knowing what went into making it is kind of makes it not, you you don't take it as seriously. Exactly. The whole film. Um, but it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I think some of those were supposed to be funny with Mike. Yeah, it's definitely. Right. Clearly, some of them are supposed to be funny. But the thing is, the movie isn't awful like The Room or something, where it's like totally irredeemable and the dialogue is terrible. There's some things to it that are like interesting. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. he actually did shoot it on film, so it does kind of look creepy. And yeah, it knowing what tone. he went through to get those shots too. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty competent in terms of. You know, piecing together, even though it's a thirty-minute short. Yeah, he, he did the like work. there's like a lot of improv with the actors, so he, like it seems like improv. So the dialogue didn't feel stilted like all the time. Sometimes it didn't, but yeah, most of the movie was pretty crappy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it also was about like alcoholism. It was like a horror film, kind of about that, I think, like like his group therapy meetings, but like. It was a bunch of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very confused. There's a there's a tweet. He's got a a, a Twitter, and uh, the pin tweet here from February 2017 is, "I've begun to write Coven two. Oh no! <laughs> oh, here we Coven go. Coven two. Be the birdemic yeah, too, isn't it? Yeah. Did you have anything to say about Coven, Alex? Honestly, I couldn't get all the way through it. It just nice after that first like <laughs> joke. It was just such a mess. Yeah, I really it's wasn't boring. getting much out of it. <laughs> it was it was very you gotta boring. Be patient. <laughs> yeah, it was. I got about twenty minutes in and just was like, I, I think I get this now. <laughs> it's yeah. way too long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have much going on for what it is. It's not no. profound in any way. <laughs> wasn't really expecting <laughs> that, but or really interesting. <laughs> yeah. They did a decent summary at the end of the uh, the end of American movie. I feel like that kind of oh yeah, that yeah. super cut. Yeah, the film covered it better. Yeah, it it made the the documentary made the f- film Coven seem all right. <laughs> it yeah. didn't it didn't look as bad yeah. from what they showed in the documentary. I think they were just trying to be nice because <laughs> they easily could have included that in the film, like not the whole thing, but they could have in- included an edit of the film that showed it in a less positive light. They were clearly trying to yeah. show it in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, this, you know, we want a happy ending for the documentary, kind of, sort of thing. Yeah, they just don't show you the movie because yeah. it's not great. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. th- th- yeah, again, that's not the point. The point was making the movie. Exactly. And all these crazy, kooky people coming together to make a movie, even though none of them want to. <laughs> Can you look more menacing? You need to look more menacing. <laughs> yeah, they're, stand, they're, they're completely covered in these costumes, and they're like you're not giving them real direction. You know, if you, yeah. is these a bunch of these people are just non-actors. First of all, second, like, what do you mean by menacing? You have to say something. Like, what do you want their arms to be up? You want them to like look like they're clawing yeah. people, change their posture. You know, yeah, you why gotta are they menacing? You give them like a yeah. reason to want to mm-hmm. be 
that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You can't just say, like, you have be to, angry. That's part of being a director, <laughs> but he doesn't get it. Right? Because he has his own vision in his head, but he doesn't know how to communicate it properly. Yeah. It seemed exactly. like he just made it up as he went along. Well, he's missing. He's missing oh, the yeah, middle step. Clear. He wants to be. He wants to be this famous director and yeah. in line with like a lot of the horror movies that he's seen throughout his life. He wants to be at mm. that point, despite the amount of work that he put into this one movie that we see in the documentary. He's like, he's not doing the work to get there. It's uh, mm -hmm. you know, similar to I know Adam does a lot of music and I have as well, and especially running a bar where people come in and and play music. The you see a lot of people that are already in like diva mode yeah. when there's maybe three or four people that even know who they are. Right. And so like they mm -hmm. want that end result, which is fame and success, as opposed to starting from a point of creativity. Like, mm. this is what I want to make. I want to do cool stuff. And then maybe that'll come later. It's you're skipping that whole middle part of the sandwich. Yeah. There's no meat there. It's all bread. Mm -hmm. I got that sense from him too. I love the conversation where he's he's going on saying like, it's unchristian to be successful when others are not. I'm not a Christian though. I'm a half Christian, half Satanist. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what did you great. mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how in uh, I think I think some of the interviews are like I don't know in the garage or the basement or something. He's just talking to the camera and then you see coming from the bottom of the frame he holds up like either a beer or like once it was like a turkey a turkey, a turkey drumstick or whatever <laughs> yeah it was just it into was the camera so much character to how this documentary and he yells up he's like yeah i've almost i've almost got this shot just uh 10 more minutes chugs a beer yeah <laughs> it's just it's so genuine and i think that's its biggest factor in terms of why this movie is great is because it feels genuine it feels well, it's, real. A test it's a testament to the characters too right yeah. a lot of documentaries like you need so much more than just characters right you're telling a story you have narration this is i think one of my favorite kind of styles of documentary where they just show they're not telling you mm -hmm. anything yeah and obviously there there's always a narrative of yeah. the director by choosing what shots you're showing and in what order you know to what kind of music but it's just all right there and it just makes you feel like you could just put a camera in so many different like you know, small town America or yeah. whatever country spots and have this kind of film. Like it's not inimitable. You could do it again. You just have to find the right people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel that way. Yeah. It, it felt very fly on the wall, like very impartial. Like they were just watching this craziness unfold in front of mm -hmm. them. And that's what makes it even funnier. It's yeah. very exactly. dry. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't tell you what's funny and what's not funny. You could laugh hysterically throughout the entire thing, even when it's serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't honestly want to hold it against you. Um, mm. There's a lot of... I like the scene in the beginning when he's like doing the rehearsals with the actors and he starts like participating because oh, yeah. they're not doing a good enough job and he's like yeah. yelling at them. my script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're making a mockery of my words, man. Yeah. Like, like his, his script is like a fucking Charlie Kaufman masterpiece or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. What do you think your script is? He clearly... He has a lot of angry energy or like mm -hmm. anger in him. Yeah. He's always yelling in his scripts and in his films. It's always about killing people and fucking screaming at the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. It's just very obvious that that's what it is. And that kind of takes you out of like watching Coven, for example. Yeah. That took me out of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like you can't, it, it's difficult to imagine watching a film like Coven without understanding all of the context behind it. Because that's the only reason I watched yeah. it, is because of the, the background, because of the production, mm -hmm. because of the characters. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like it's impossible to separate that. But, you know, tons of really crappy short films exist like that everywhere. Perhaps there's a lot of interesting stories behind those, too. You never know. Right. Yeah. I love how he actually like shoved that actor's head into the cupboard. It's like Mm -hmm. it's not how you're (laughs) supposed to do it. And like, it also yeah. wasn't working the first few times. And then he like, they had punches to keep it as hard as he can. Yeah. Like, oh, whoops, like, that shouldn't have been smacking me with this. I mean, regardless of whether or not you have balsa wood <laughs> available, regardless of that, <laughs> like in terms of creating like a, a, a stunt or like any kind of like action sequence like that, the one who's getting their head going through the cupboard is supposed to be using their energy to do it. Like, that's how you're supposed to cheat it. Mm-hmm. Like, he can hold his shoulders or whatever, but you let you let the actor who's in the most danger, you let them control it. But he was literally throwing yeah. that guy's head through the cupboard. Right? <laughs> He's just smashing it. It's like, wait, that's He that's also should have gotten safe. a stunt guy to do it, but... Yeah. Uh, what is, just, whatever. Ah, fuck it. just have my mom hold the camera and I'll get my brother yeah. to do it. <laughs> like, you're going to give that guy a concussion. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. He's probably sold all three thousand copies of the VHS by now. So yeah, maybe yeah. he did yeah, it. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Mark. What would you guys give this movie out of uh, ten, mm. or out of your stars? Or yeah, whatever. That's tough. Out of the, out the of documentary six. thing adds an extra level. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll just go first. I'm gonna say five out of five because mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite movies. So of course. I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10, and it could be higher on a second watch. Who knows? You'll probably watch it 10 times in your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I could Please easily yeah. watch it again, for sure. That's the thing. The, the comedic so aspect is so strong. It's so consistently funny. I was uh-huh. thinking, yeah, like a four and a half stars. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really especially liked how it highlighted that a lot of the time, the process can be way more interesting and characterful and almost cinematic than what the end result is. Like, yeah. it makes you wonder about, you know, the garbage, like, Justice League or, like, Solo, a Star Wars story that have these, like, crazy stories, like, trapped behind, like, the production. And I'm sure that's <laughs> way more interesting and has way more character and conflict than the actual result that, like, came in the end. Yeah. With it. Yeah, Coven being the example of, like, just cool. how... Coven, sorry, yeah, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to really rate great. it. The, uh... The like whether you rate it on, I mean, obviously you're rating the film itself, but you know the the regardless of where the director was, like you needed those characters. I don't know. I think it's got to be a ten out of ten for me. Like uh, Ralph said, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I've seen it probably a dozen times, and it was so cool seeing it in an audience. You know, I'd seen it yeah. so many times with you know uh, a friend. Like, hey, you got to watch this movie. You got to watch this movie. It's usually one of those like, just trust me, sit down. It does, you know. Who knows what it's going to be for you, but seeing it in a room full of people who had never seen it and were, you know, laughing along mm-hmm. the parts that I always thought were hilarious. But I, I wondered before we did the screening, like, is anybody going to think this is as funny? It's funny to me yeah. because I've seen it a dozen times. So it's quotable. I know it's coming up and it's funnier to me every time. But no, it, people were people were loving it. So good. Yeah, it's uh, 10 out of 10. I guess question time. Awesome. Good recommendation. Yeah, yes, no, I can't wait to watch that one with a, like to show some people. Yeah, oh so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. That's gonna be fun to watch, like how other people react, as you said. But oh, yeah, yeah, let's do some questions then. If you want to leave your own questions for us to answer, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit, where Ralph will lead a thread for you to leave whatever you want. 
Um, That's right. Let's start with one from Cash Slinging Smasher, which is a funny name. Mm. Can you name a movie that you really enjoy that has a side plot so bad or uninteresting that you skip it on rewatches? Am I allowed to to name like an anthology kind of movie? So like something yeah, like like Tokyo exclamation mark. That's one mm. where like the there's two really great <laughs> stories and one really annoying awful story where it's like I, I right, don't know. Yeah. I rewatch it. I it, the only reason I would watch the the bad one would be to just torture myself. So <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Uh place beyond the pines for me yeah that too the that's whole a good answer. third that's story is just I, I just shut the movie off after the first you just shut the movie basically. off after the first third of that movie <laughs> yeah first that's third the peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then it's just downhill from uh-huh. there downhill from there yeah well it's the obvious answer but i, I can't stand that he walks not nah. just get past <laughs> them little little fuckers how about the opposite like a really awful movie but it has one good plot or character in it that you're like oh that was interesting Normally, mm. I find those kinds of films so forgettable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's probably one somewhere. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think I had kind of this issue with um, Mr. Nobody because there's many different mm. like right, timeline yeah. stories happening at once. Where it's just like, oh, some of these, as soon as they come back to them, I'm like, eh. You know, some of them I'm more excited about when they come back to them. Honestly, I find some episodes of Black Mirror to be what, what Ralph just said. Like, yeah. kind of good concepts, but the execution kind of fumbles. Like, the latest season, mm-hmm. I thought, was was quite like that. Mm. The whole thing? Okay. Yeah, like, it's definitely one of the flatter seasons. Like, there isn't really a proper standout, for sure. I liked season five, episode one. I thought that was hilarious. I heard the first episode was good. Yeah. I oh, haven't seen it. Yeah, I like the okay. idea of it, but there were just some weird questions I had about it. What, sure. the Miley Cyrus one are you talking no, about? No, well, no. Well, don't spoil the, anything because Ralph hasn't seen it. Yeah. That was the that was episode three. Sure. Oh, shit. I guess, did I watch it out of order? I don't know. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> it was like the video game one. Right. That one was amazing. Yeah, I like that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought that was the uh, strongest yeah, episode. I thought, uh, yeah, that one was really awesome. Yeah. Episode two was really lame. And then the Miley Cyrus one was like kind of decent, but not amazing. Yeah, it was like nearly there. Yeah. Evan, do you did you have any film where you don't like a side plot? I'm, I'm trying to think about it. The uh, if you don't have anything, that's fine. We can. I'm is there sure. a least favorite character in Rat Race? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rat let's Race. see. No, they're all great. They're all great. Actually, I don't like the uh, I don't like the the tongue piercing guy so much. Yeah, I think he's a little, he's a little out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my least favorite plot. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> Watch that movie. Star Star. Perfect movie. Five out of five. Yeah, yeah actually, the Smash Mouth side story was a little. It's <laughs> not a joke. Smash Mouth, is it? Yeah. I can't. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, you oh haven't seen, God, You guys haven't seen it. it. Oh, okay. Boy. Well, never mind. No. Yeah, I don't want to spoil All it. Right. We have a question specifically for Evan from what? Tunisian who asks For Adam's brother, why did you force your parents to watch Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny instead of Stalker? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I didn't say you forced um, them. No, I mean, well, I I definitely was uh, maybe a little overbearing <laughs> on the movie choice there. Uh, I don't know. It's that you know, I was saying at the beginning of the recording here, there's like there's something to be said about uh, nostalgia having you know kind of tinting your view on things. Yeah. And uh, you know, back when 
man, I must have been, I don't know, 16 or 17 when that movie came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was getting high a lot. And it was <laughs> incredible. It was amazing. I wasn't even, right. well, yeah, I wasn't even, I wasn't really that big a fan of their music, but it was like from that opening credits where it's like the instead of the thx it's the thc <laughs> and like the the sound right. dude like weed the surround sound is just coming from their farts it's like <laughs> this is so cool and uh <laughs> yeah so the memory that i had of that movie was tainted by the <laughs> moment in time that i had seen that movie and the state of mind that i was in when i saw mm. that movie Bait. and uh yeah and it was one of those moments like I enjoyed it, you know, of nostalgia, but it's that moment where you're like showing somebody, usually it's more like a YouTube video or something like that. You're like, yo, you got to see this video. And then you're playing it and you're kind of like side-eyeing and looking at the person watching it and you can tell they're not really responding yeah. to it. It was like that, but for like an hour and a half. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. family. I remember it being <laughs> kind of bad when best. I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. I loved yeah. it when I saw it. I and saw it when I was like 13 I just, and I loved it. Yeah. So... Sorry. No, my mom like really likes uh, uh, Jack Black. Like one of her oh fuck, she <laughs> loves Nacho Libre. Yeah. Is uh, Nacho Libre, <laughs> <laughs> which is so bad. So I figured like, oh, she likes Jack Black. You know, this will be funny. But uh, no, I don't think they were too into it. I think my mom fell asleep. But, uh, <laughs> they fall asleep in every movie though. Oh okay. Yeah, but uh, no, if they would have stayed up, they would have seen a masterpiece. Mm. It was maybe fine. you should have gotten them high first. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Sneak them some edibles. Mm. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, no thanks. Put LSD in the sangria. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would go well. Yeah, that'd go really well. What's the worst that, that could happen? I don't know if we want to get on on climax again. I know you guys have talked about that, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have been dosed uh with psychedelics but no the, uh no well don't don't don't, <laughs> don't drink do anything that you haven't had your eye on yeah it's a it's a very well no if you think about it like whether you've done it or not one minute you're drinking a you know a sangria and like watching these characters kind of go through it and i know you guys have talked about this before but the fact mm -hmm. that it was done fully like fly on the wall style like you're not going into the kind of really typical like whoa drug mode in a movie where like yeah. walls are moving and like and it was, it was very improv too there's a lot totally. of improvisation those characters felt very real so when yeah. it started what, happening what's even weirder most of them had i mean i don't know if no most or all of them had never done psychedelics including gaspar in the way which i don't know if i believe that but yeah, yeah. I, don't <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't believe that at all how would he know it was uh yeah. it was terrifying you know, it, the, uh, you know, just watching kind of people go through that, like, okay, here we go. You don't know how long it's going to last. Is this real? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so no, I'm, I'm not going to dose my parents with brownies to watch. <laughs> to watch Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's terrifying, man. You guys ready? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my answer. Oh, Raven's Lair has one for us to all answer. They ask, what movies are you not ever going to watch? Well, something you know you're just never going to bother Toy with. Toy Story 4. Oh, really? Never going to really? watch it. Nice. Never going to watch it. High it's five. over. 3 is the last one. We connected. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All the way from Canada arms. to LA. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I got short legs, but long arms. There's tons of movies I just never feel like I need to see ever. 
like uh, the Emoji Movie. Like, why? Why would I ever watch that? Well, you're missing out on that one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you should watch it because it's just to baffle at. It's just baffling the film. You should see it just to experience the worst fucking thing. I've yeah, ever seen. I don't know. It's it's a little <laughs> weird to say for sure never going to watch ever when you know i don't know like what movie am i never gonna see ever oh i got an answer wait no 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 i'm gonna look up what the fuck this movie is i'm just gonna remember the title because i got a perfect answer for this fucking one okay i remember you saying the lion king before no i'm not gonna see that in theater the the new one i'm gonna i'm gonna wait until digital i'm gonna torture myself in the comfort of my own home yeah uh so the movie that i am never going to see ever 100 percent guaranteed is 100 Years, directed by Robert Rodriguez, a film that is going to be released in <laughs> the year 2115. So, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, you never know. You might, that's oh, my yeah. 100% certain. Well, if it gets released before that point, then sure, I'll see it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. What is Written that? by he, John like, Malkovich. film and he's not going to release it's it? A, it's a movie that is basically, it, it exists as an ad for some booze that's like, Oh, they're okay. they're like hundred years aged, blah Louis blah blah blah. It's the best oh, booze right. ever, and so then they paid Robert Rodriguez to direct the movie. We don't know how long it is. I guess John Malkovich wrote it and stars in it, and the whole gimmick is that it's not going to be released for a hundred years. So they made it in twenty fifteen. Wow. It's going to be released <laughs> in twenty one fifteen. Probably stinks. Yeah, I mean, what the hell like is the, this going to be? The, those kind of movies are like, you know, you're talking about the Emoji movie. Like, there's some movies that I don't need to watch. Not because I know exactly what it's going to be like, but I have a feeling that like... It's like, uh, what's that dish, Balut? It's like the, the fermented like chick inside the eggshell. Oh, right. Yeah, that, like, yeah. You, you yeah, eat. It's one. like, you know, buried underground. And it's like, I don't know. I've talked to people who are like, yeah, I tried it. You got to... Tr- everybody's got to try it. Like, I feel like I know what it's going to taste like. And if I don't, mm-hmm. if, if it yeah. tastes different than what I thought it was going to taste like, it doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. Like I'll get to check it off on my list. Like watch the emoji movie, ate a balut. Like, uh, I, I'm good. <laughs> I think that with films, it's even like there's, there's more of an argument to make that you know what it's going to be like because they put their best material out in the marketing and promotional material. So like if it's a comedy movie and you didn't laugh during the trailer, you're probably not going to laugh during the movie because those were the best yeah. jokes that they had. Although that's not like, always, it's not always true. Not always but true, but right. like a studio felt like, yeah. come on, you know, a Seth Rogen comedy, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. And then you see the movie, it's like, why did I even watch it if all the best jokes were in the trailer? Yeah. And sometimes those jokes aren't even funny. Exactly. So. For me, it's, I have a particular thing about bad horror movies. Oh. Like I pride myself on the fact that I've never seen a paranormal activity movie. Oh. I'm never going to. I don't. I, hmm. There's nothing about it that even interests me, even on like a so bad it's good level. Really? Because I don't think they are like that, are they? They're just boring. They're really. The boring. first one has some charm to it. No, can't no? agree with you there. Okay, well I'm gonna rewatch no. it soon anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna see oh, if yeah? it. I'm gonna, oh yeah. because well, I'm gonna see if it makes my guilty pleasures for 2007 or whatever. So. Guilty pleasures. Right. Yeah. Mm. But okay. also shit like that Slenderman movie. Oh yeah. Um, that was. Or like Bad. unfriended, because you guys just make videos <laughs> on it. Yeah, unfriended. So I can just watch <laughs> you guys' videos on it, and that would be way more entertaining. Yeah, than, yeah. I guess that's one way two to do hours it. Of shite. The yeah. Bye Bye Man. Yeah, exactly. That that kind of ilk <laughs> of horror movie. Yeah. I just can't stand them. The so far the yeah. ones you've mentioned, I would say like, 
Yeah, you if you're watching in the right environment with the right amount of booze and friends, then it could be kind of funny. But one that I will suggest never to to try and have that experience with is uh, Amusement, which is a film that like I can guarantee you <laughs> mm-hmm. The only <laughs> pleasant experience you're ever going to get out of that movie is just watching my video on it. Yeah. Like the, it, yeah. it's yeah, the, it's only funny <laughs> if you're if you keep in mind like the entire plot and like every detail <laughs> and try to piece together why it doesn't make sense. Like that's the humor. Yeah. yeah. And you can't really get that out of just like a first time viewing watching the movie. It's just a bad movie in that case. Yeah. I mean, wasn't your your review series on that almost as long as the actual movie? Wasn't it, it was like three, three parts. parts. <laughs> it wasn't just two. It was three parts. <laughs> but there's a lot to talk about in that movie. <laughs> there is. It's a very True. ambitious film. Rick McNick has one for us. Hmm. You've mentioned what makes a film or director pretentious to you before, but I'd like to hear from you guys what makes a critic pretentious mm. in your book. Ooh. Ooh. It's quite a good question. Like the same reasons, like self-importance. Usually if a critic's like, my opinion is the best one. (laughs) I don't know many critics who do that, but if they do do that, they're a fucking asshole. There's like a tone of delivery um, that makes all the difference. If you act like you know everything and you're not willing to budge or hear other people out, that's what will do it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I call it pretentious, but like the critics who are like... uh, this is a rip roaring good time, fun for the whole family. Oh, like Life Camera like Jackson. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of bullshit. Like they sound like Mark from American Movie. They have no idea what they're talking about. So they're just using it's these just words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the idea of like a a critic that's uh, that doesn't get behind the fact that they are just sharing their opinions, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. if a critic, and I, I know you guys are all, all open about this, but you, you, this is your opinion on a movie. Whether you agree with me or not, doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. This is what I think of the movie. But I think there's a lot of reviewers out there that, you know, their opinion is not their opinion. It's sacrosanct. This is an objectively bad movie, or this is amazing. And if you disagree mm-hmm. with me, then fuck you. Like, the, that's pretension to me. Yeah. I guess my understanding or my feelings on critics that I've read that feel pretentious is when I read a review for a movie and by the end of it, I, f- I feel like I've read a poem and I didn't learn anything about the movie. <laughs> I feel like it, right, it feel yeah. where, where the, the review itself feels like an excuse to try and make some sort of like grandiose poetry rather than actually talk about the qualities like of the film. Lit, like essay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going film. to exercise yeah. my vocabulary. And that's the whole point mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's no longer about the movie. That's what I feel is like pretentious. Right. Yeah, yeah, getting hung up on symbolism that may or may not even be there. Well, I mean, like, even mm-hmm. that would be an example of, of like some quality of the film, at least. But there's right. so many that like, they'll just basically recycle the plot without really giving any you know giving any information on like what made it good why did you like it really basic yeah. things that you should be communicating in a review like i would yeah. rather have somebody just what you got out of it yeah i would yeah. rather have somebody with like a shit vocabulary just say what they liked about the movie than somebody you know trying to trying to make <laughs> some essay some some poetry essay <laughs> out of it that by the end of it you don't really learn anything other than oh this guy has a vocabulary and he obviously has a degree in something but like, mm-hmm. you didn't tell me anything about the movie. It's like when you look online for a recipe 
Oh like, God! I just want to know how to make these cookies, man. Yeah, I don't need to, exactly. four to five pages of. Well, I was out today at uh, Trader Joe's and I saw these great deal. And by the way, springtime's nice. It's like, what the? Who you? Just give me the recipe. That's uh, that's an inevitability, just based on internet algorithms. It's SEO because the yeah, more clicks, the more words you include in your article, the more keywords will yeah. show up in a search result. So it's genius. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's pretentious, but like critics who nitpick on one particular aspect of a film and act like that's the only thing the film has going for it, mm-hmm. or like they just focus on that part and not all the good qualities of it. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. fucked up too. And I think it's manipulative mm-hmm. to just harp on a certain plot points that are well, like Cinema Sins kind of does that, where it's just constant. You know, this is what's wrong with it. Nitpick, nitpick, nitpick for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, Cinema Sins. <laughs> Even is if it's a good film, not really. I don't think they call themselves critics in the first place. Yeah, but I don't know what they are. Exactly, they're they're clickbait. <laughs> they, they say it's, it's all yeah, ironic it's too, but I'm like, what's ironic that's about all it? it? It's, what are you, it's you're money. Being that's all it is. It is no. <laughs> yeah. It's just clickbait. It's literally just clickbait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to have someone really lazily try to point out every perceived potential flaw in something that isn't even really a flaw, like, oh, she still has her shirt on. Ding. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. This movie has opening titles. Ding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more? Okay. Let's do one that isn't even movie related. Oh. From John Travolta, 696969. Yes, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was high school for you beautiful people? Nice and simple. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Good goodbye, everybody. Four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, it's pretty good, was it? I thought high school was shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's because that was when I it was at, I was at my most like insecure and shy then, because you know like you tend to fall into like either a bit of an introvert or a bit of an extrovert. I went full mm. on introvert. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to sort of find myself, and of course, everyone everyone's at their most cruel in high school. It's just like a shit show, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially the school I went to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was more mean, like mm-hmm. middle school. I think high school. I started to get out of the introverted mode. Well, what? When I what age you in like high movies. school? Because we don't really call that. Oh, so my we- my school was a special case where grades seven through twelve are all in the same building. Like it's all the same school. So like right. But so <laughs> basically, what was it? Seventh grade to twelfth grade. Yeah, and. By the time I got to when I was like 16, 17, I got out of that introverted state when I started making movies in the high school, when I got permission to finally do all that shit. So that was right. fun. I finally got like a passion for something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of high school was kind of like your experience, Alex. Kind of introverted yeah. and it kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I agree with what Alex said about you kind of figure out you go down one or the other introvert or extrovert Mm -hmm. and i'd been Mm -hmm. pretty introverted before high school maybe this can touch on embarrassing stories about adam but it's not that embarrassing we were we both had um pretty severe allergies as kids so like you know nuts and dairy seafood latex uh what else a bunch of drugs bananas chickpeas it was like it was pretty intense and so like i had come out of junior high being like a fanny pack boy, you know, I had like an EpiPen right. and, you know, 
It was like now you're rocking the you fanny pack. I again. know you love your peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing it back, baby. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was like it was still fresh. It was like allergies weren't as well known back then, I guess. So it was like not that oh, peanut butter isn't going to be allowed in schools anymore. I was like this kid, this new kid means that I can't bring peanut butter to school. I love PB&Js. So it was pretty lame. I got bullied a lot. And then high school, mm. those allergies apparently went away. I got tested again and everything was fine. And uh, so then, you know, I discovered drama and music and whatever. And was like, oh, shit. Like, I can, like, create my own identity. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, by the end of high school, it was, uh, it was pretty okay. You know, I'd come into, like, a pretty solid friend group that I still have today you know we're all on different sides of the of the globe right now but hmm. it uh it was okay yeah it was okay although i was kind of a dick uh in like <laughs> the end of high school i think so oh. i'm kind of reeling it back now but no it was, it was okay it was okay hmm. i dropped out i was kind of a dick in high school too oh you dropped out. <laughs> you can't not be a bit of a dick it's just part, yeah, of, a bit of, a part of the course isn't it yeah. Sorry yeah. to cut you well, off. You're trying Adam. to figure out who, who you are yourself, right? And in doing so, it's like a lot easier to, to give other people shit than to acknowledge your own insecurities. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that's the way everyone right? was in high school because yeah. everyone's insecure about everything about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know who you are yet, really, until, God, way later. <laughs> yep. Not, not yeah. yet, I don't think. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Adam. What were you going to say, Adam? Uh, Sorry. I dropped out. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I did. Uh, high school, I guess, technically start at grade 10 uh, where I was. I did uh, all of grade 10 and then I dropped out before Christmas in grade 11. Mostly, like, I don't know. I just wasn't interested in uh, a lot of uh, what I was <laughs> what I was experiencing. I would just be, like, sleeping mm -hmm. through classes or being late anyway. I was like, well, the, the initial goal wasn't like, oh, yeah, fuck school. I'm going to be smarter without it. It was just like, I'm going to take condensed courses where my time is more valuable and do the same thing in less time because there are other options you can take to do that. So I was moving towards doing condensed courses, but still technically being in school. And so I talked with one of my counselors for the school or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, um, so I'm still in the school play. I want to see if I can, you know, I'm, I'm moving towards doing condensed courses and like doing some online courses and dropping a few things here. Is it possible to still stay in the school play? Should I stay in my classes until after Christmas? Because that's when the school play is happening. And he's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. let's just talk to the principal about that. And he was like, it seems reasonable. And so like, I, I, I went, <laughs> I, I started the communication to ask when I could have just said nothing. Mm. And then we talked to the principal and she's like, oh, no, you, you're kicked out of the play. You've missed, you've missed enough classes already. I'm like, what? So she immediately just like went on this power trip yeah. and just like, okay, we were so far through the production that like you're really you're just making it hard on the drama teacher now who's got to like yeah. recast this. That like sucks. I had a pretty major role, and like yeah. that really pissed me off. And so I was like, I'll oh, fuck you. I'm not going back to school ever. <laughs> and I just left <laughs> and worked a lot on my music. And eventually, I wound up you know taking those condensed courses, just going through things really fast. Got good marks. Just you know, I took my I took my uh, English thirty exam literally not having spent a single day in an English thirty class. I just went right to the test and got ninety something. I was like, okay, well, fuck it, you know. <laughs> like so, yeah. I I I, uh, I asked one of the teachers 
because I knew that one of the questions on the exam would be relating to either a book or a film that was shown in class. So I just asked one of the teachers at this condensed uh, center high condensed course place in Edmonton. I was like, hey, what are some of the movies you showed in class? And then she said one of them was uh, Shawshank Redemption. I was like, okay, good. And I knew that no matter what question was asked on that test about relating something to a novel or a film, I knew that no matter what was asked, I could find a way to fit in, <laughs> to relate it to that scene of the guy with the bird that, you know, going back into society. And I did. Yeah. It's like, no matter what they ask, I can relate it to that. So I was pretty confident mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the high school experience was just really... Um, you know, I had friends. I didn't. Uh, I don't think that I was like hated or anything. It was. It was decent. I was going through a lot of shit at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really bad shit, <laughs> as I've discussed earlier mm-hmm. in other episodes of this podcast. And, you know, yeah. just developing and sexuality and drugs and bunch of bunch of fucked up shit. So I can't say the experience was good. It was very short lived. And I'm glad I mm. dropped out. That seemed to have been the better choice for what I'm doing in my life. But um, yeah, it's just uh, don't <laughs> don't really have too much to go into in terms of like the whole experience other than just I didn't do it. <laughs> I just dropped out. Mm. Mm. Well, you were actually you were captain of the football team before you dropped out, right? What? <laughs> no. Go Titans. No. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were being serious. I was like, what? The... <laughs> I didn't play football. <laughs> I was just high the whole time. I thought you I thought you were the star oh. quarterback. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it for questions. Yeah. All right. Uh All right. So I guess we got a movie recommendation it's me right <laughs> what was the last right? one before this oh yeah it was you, alien 3 yes it is you yeah. yeah 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 bada boom all right so it's been about a year since we started this podcast and i had my first recommendation and it's about time to recommend another david lynch film because that okay, was my cool. first recommendation too. Uh-oh. We're gonna watch Eraserhead. Okay, good. Yay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was nice. I was half debating watching that like three nights ago. I was like, Oh really? Will today I'm be the day? Well, even if he did. I mean, yeah. I've been meaning matter. to catch up on okay. David Lynch for cool. so mm-hmm. long, so I'm glad for. Cool. Yeah. Now let's watch one of his weird movies. <laughs> well, the heart was more normal. Yeah, more normy. Time to get really far out there. Yeah. yeah. All right, also, can't I'm wait. Excited. Okay. Nice. If uh, any of you listening don't want to be spoiled for Eraserhead, watch it before the next episode in two weeks from now. Uh, We'll be spoiling it. We'll be discussing it. So watch it because then Mm -hmm. you'll be able to listen to the discussion without being spoiled. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, $2 a month, sardonicast.com, sign up for premium. You'll get these episodes early as they're edited. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. Same thing. And also, we have merch. We have some shirts and stuff. Thank you uh, for joining, Evan. Special guest. Hey, yeah. thanks for having thank me. Thank you, Evan. No, yeah, thanks, thanks for, being for the plug oh, was a great uh, time. last week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome. I listen to you guys every week, so this is uh, it's a dream come true. You listen to us every two <laughs> weeks, unless you listen to each of the episodes. That's what I meant. Twice. Yeah, I listened to them twice. <laughs> I just wanted to say before I go, the episode uh, thirty six. After hearing the fact that you had to retake all of your <laughs> lines, yeah. Ralph, was yeah. the funniest thing that I've ever listened to. It's hysterical. It, it's like, hysterical. It, it's it's amazing because also there's like throughout the whole thing it makes it feel like both alex and adam are overdubbing <laughs> it, it's amazing it's amazing it feels scripted and yeah, uh, no i mean i'm really impressed you did the whole like you tried to match the intonations i'm sure it was uh, it was, it was <laughs> wonderful. yeah i was really you sounded, you sounded very I was tired my hands i was very passionate <laughs> yeah. oh, i went great. back and i looked at I some of the Quirin comments posted on that it. in the subreddit we were posting oh, yeah, a picture in the subreddit of the of the guy uh, like sitting next to the uh, like the ice cream yeah. freezer, like talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to? Uh, can can I give a little uh, your plug? Bar? Well, yeah, my bar is the Diving Bell Social Club. Uh, it's in Montreal, and we do music and drag and burlesque and theater and da 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 da. Where's Montreal? Montreal is uh, it's in Quebec. It's in Where's Canada. That? Oh, um, is Canada North it's, America? Uh, it's the Yes. Okay. It's the place where they say, uh, you know, an eggplant is an aubergine. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, that whole thing. I think it comes from the, it comes from the French. But no, we every Tuesday we do a, a movie screening. So, you know, we've got beer and couches and, and good times. The tomorrow, I don't know when this comes out. Uh, anyway. It's July not coming 9th, out today. <laughs> it's not coming out today? No. Okay. Is it coming out tomorrow? No. It's coming out. Okay, next the week? next one. Why don't you just tell people where they would find out? Just go to divingbellsocial.com. Our calendar's there and mm. uh, come by and say hi. It's a fun time. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Oh. Thanks for joining. Thank you, yeah, everybody, for listening to this episode of Sardonicast. Keanu Reeves blesses you with his lovely, perfect soul. Mm. Shalom. Whoa. Whoa. So long. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.